We play and call it work. Hey everybody, Matthew here from MiniWarGaming.com and welcome to this week's Sit and Talk, the show where we sit and talk. I, you ask me questions, I answer them. And I interact both with people who are watching this live on twitch.tv slash miniwargaming, as well as responding to comments that were left on last week's Sit and Talk by Vault members, because we want to make sure that our Vault members get a chance to ask questions, even if they're not able to attend live. So if you were watching this week, next week is Josh's turn, except Lee is going to join him, so you can ask Josh and Lee your questions. So if you are a Vault member, then when this is published on Friday, gets published on Friday, Saturday. Saturday, 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 then on our website, not on YouTube, make sure you leave a question for Josh and or Lee, and they will get to that next week. So I spend about half my time answering questions from the previous week from Vault members and the other half for the people who are watching this live. If you're watching this live, the way to ask a question is to put exclamation mark ask space and then put a question. Try not to make the question too long because for some reason Streamlabs, which is the thing that does the queuing, doesn't let me read the rest of it, although Colin will do his best to help me find the comment if it is long. So just try to keep it short otherwise. Other than that, oh yes, we're going to be doing a giveaway halfway through, roughly halfway through, of this wonderful box of tear. Oh, you can't. Oh, uh, oh let's get the maximum Not glare. Not the glare. Max, there. There. Look at that. Perfect. This wonderful box of nothing but glare. This wonderful box of three Tyranid Warriors. So well, you just have to be in the chat about halfway through. I'm not going to promise it's going to be exactly 2.30, but it's going to be somewhere in the middle. And one lucky person here, doesn't have to be a subscriber or a follower, will be able to win this. Of course, if you'd like to support us, let me just get this in a nice spot right here. Oh, look at that. So perfect. Then uh, please consider following us, becoming a Twitch subscriber. Reminder, of course, that if you are a Silver Vault member, anything that we keep on Twitch and don't post on YouTube also gets posted in the Silver Vault. So you don't have to become a Twitch subscriber to watch all those extra shows like the right now, The Shrine of Chaos and um, Chris's Painting Show every Friday. And soon, in the next few months, we'll be adding even more shows that will be Twitch exclusive, but also Silver Vault as well. And a big thank you, of course, to those who contribute bits and who subscribe, such as Mini Wargamer for Life, who just gave us a bunch of one bits. I don't know how many. Five, no, it's 10, 25. 50. Is that 25 bits? Thank you so much, Mini Wargamer for Life. You are the bomb. So... Yeah. Did anybody else subscribe while I was talking? No? No. No. Okay. Not so, yet. That's fine. That's fine. But uh, yeah, that, that, and all that goes towards us being able to continue our live stream, of course. But we're not going to talk too much about that. We're going to get right into asking, answering questions. We'll start with somebody live. So let me just open up my little Streamlabs thing. You should only be able to post one question at a time, and then it won't let you do another one. So if this thing works properly, then after I've read your comment, you should be able to ask another question. Mini Wargamer for life, what is your bedtime? That is a good question. I prefer to go to bed between 10 and 11. 10.30 is like that sweet spot. I actually have serious sleep problems. I really do. I've had it for a long time. I have uh, restless leg syndrome as well as some other things as well. And so in order to best manage that, you need to kind of go to bed at the same time and get up at the same time. And um, yeah, so I like... My perfect night would be going to bed between 10 and 10.30 and then getting up around 6.30 in the morning. That doesn't always happen. Uh, we play Dungeons & Dragons once a week as a fun little group off camera. 
and we're up till 11, 30, 12 o'clock those nights, and those are bad nights. Uh, and then just, you know, whatever else happens to happen. I don't always get to bed, but yeah. But I'm not sure if you, I don't, you probably weren't serious with that question, but yeah, I do try to have some sort of sleep schedule because it's, it's good for you. If, you, if, you're, if you're going to bed late and getting up late, um, it's not, that's not that healthy. It's always healthier to go to bed early and get up earlier. All right, kids, and everybody else watching. He's gonna dad you guys. I'm gonna dad you guys, yeah. Arkblaze, how are you liking the Dungeons and Dragons campaign? Is it going well? I'm loving it. The Lost Laboratory of Qualish, I have to say, is a very fun module that uh, Wizards of the Coast created. Of course, I modify them heavily every module I play, but you can still tell how good the module is to begin with. The show itself, unfortunately, is not getting the viewership that we want, and so after this season of Heroes of Herrenberg, we're going to be putting any new future role-playing shows on hold while we start running events at the bunker and start doing other live streams instead. So we have some different ideas of what we're going to do after that. I'd love to continue doing role-playing shows. I would love to. But there's just not enough viewers, not enough subscribers to, to make it work. It's a very... Um, it's a very time-consuming, uh, both in the preparation time and the number of people involved. And I know you can mitigate that somewhat by having guests come in and doing it, and maybe in the future we'll do that. But in the end, a lot of people come to watch Mini Wargaming to watch the Mini Wargaming personalities. So having a Mini Wargaming show of all non-Mini Wargaming people, while it is totally plausible and even possible and even not even a bad idea, isn't really, you know, I wanted to play D&D. It's me wanting to play D&D with other people here at Mini Wargaming and some guests like Jeremy. Jeremy's awesome but just not getting the viewership in order to continue it. But we're going to continue it this season until it's done. I'm not going to cut it short. I'm just, we're just going to play it and have lots of fun. And anybody who wants to join us on Tuesdays at 12.30 Eastern Daylight Time is welcome to do so. Although this coming Tuesday, we're not going to be filming. I know on the live show I said that this Tuesday we'd be filming, and next Tuesday after that we wouldn't, but that's opposite now. We'll be announcing that on Facebook. Oh, because, okay. Yeah, because there's a bunch of stuff we have to get done next week, and then the following we actually are free to do it. So, but we'll post that on Facebook. But it's going really well. We're having a lot of fun. This is oh, my first time fantastic. playing a campaign with only four players. And I have to say I really like it. There's a reason I avoid four players. Because as soon as one person is sick, three is too few. But four feels really good. And we also have a good group. Colin, of course. Yay. And Jeremy and Steven Vito. I'm feeling that the role playing is really good. The character development is really good. Uh, they're working together pretty well. Um, and we're having lots of hilarious moments. So I don't know. Colin, what do you think? How's it going? Oh, I, I'm having a blast. It's, I honestly didn't think I'd be into the super sci-fi fantasy, but like I am loving it way more than I thought I would. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of sci-fi mixed into the Lost Laboratory of Qualish, a little throwback to the first module in first edition D&D, which was the Expedition to the Barrier Peaks. It's not nearly as much. If you're familiar with Expedition to the Barrier Peaks, it's actually nothing like it. And it has very little sci-fi in it compared to the original. The original was basically a spaceship. It actually was just a spaceship from some science fiction universe plopped into the D&D universe and you're playing it as fantasy players going, what the heck is all this stuff? This one is actually, it's, it's more centered in the D&D universe, but it's awesome. Highly recommend it. It's, uh, and it's a nice, it's, it can be a short campaign too. Like you can play it in a six hour session if you wanted to. Or you can play it at full length, which is four to six regular length sessions. Well, we just had four subs during that. Awesome. We've got... Will 65 for seven months with Twitch Prime. Space Shark 7, five months with Twitch Prime. Clay the Claymore, you are a new sub. Ooh, welcome, welcome Clay Twitch, Claymore. Twitch Prime as well. And Tabletop GM for life. 
second month. Thank awesome. you so Thank much. That We really appreciate that support. And just so you're aware, if you do a Twitch Prime, we get the same amount of money as if you did a tier one sub. You just have to remember to auto, you have to renew it yourself manually every single month. So, but thank you very much for that. And Twitchy Kranos, thank you so much. He says, good to catch you guys this live. Awesome, These thank five you Five so months much. in a row. Five months, awesome. Those seven months, that's like, that's pretty much how long we've been doing it, right? Exactly. I don't think it's any longer than seven months. We're, we're, we're nearing on the Twitch babies. Uh, Telvin. I have some nephews that I want to dungeon master, some Dungeons and, Drag and Dragons with them. Are there any videos of easy how to DM a D&D campaign? Oh, there's a million of them. D&D um, is a very mainstream nerd hobby now, so you can find so many videos. I don't know which ones to recommend to you because honestly I didn't look for any of them, but there's all sorts of good videos from a lot of good DMs out there. Uh, like Matthew Colville is a really good DM. Yeah, that so has I've watched a bunch of those. And from my personal, like Matthew Colville's probably got some of the best stuff out there in terms of just not only, it's not really rules, it's more of the ideology of DMing. Yeah. So that's why I really like his content. But to be honest, if I can give you some advice, don't get too hung up on it. Just do it. You're, 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 you're best just to jump into it and start doing it. It's a little overwhelming at first because you have to be familiar with the rules and you have to be able to think on the spot and improvise, but you just need to kind of start doing it. Nothing is going to be better than experience. And in this case, especially if you're just doing it with your nephews, they're not going to know any different. And so just be ready to spend some time looking stuff up. The number one thing I would say is when you're playing, if it's taking too long to look up a rule, make a quick call and then move on and then afterwards look it up. Um, but just don't get, don't get too hung up on it. Start playing and then start consuming those videos because it'll always, instructional stuff will always be easier to understand and it'll, you'll get more out of it if you already have some experience behind you to know what they're talking about. So just start doing it. Just don't worry about it. You don't have to be a perfect DM. Nobody is. You just have to, just have fun. Hook a goal. Hook a goal. What is the best Space Marine chapter to run a gun line with? Whew. Space Marines aren't overly awesome right now, but if you're looking for shooting, Ultramarines are kind of your go-to because their main chapter tactic is a plus one leadership, but then they can fall back and shoot at minus one to shoot, so that's always nice to be able to fall back and still keep shooting. So that way when your gun line gets engaged, because Space Marines are not great in close combat, they're okay, but they're not great. And so being able to fall back and shoot and hit on fours is pretty, pretty awesome, especially if you've got Intercessors doing that or uh, Hellblasters doing that is pretty good. Just make sure you don't overcharge when you're, when you're getting the minus one to shoot. Otherwise, you're in trouble there. Um, I know there's going to be others. I'm not a Space Marine expert, though. So they all have access to the same stuff. So if you just look at the chapter tactics and see which one kind of suits your, your needs the best after that. Backyard Dodo, any chance or plans on a Blood Bowl Season 3? If you did, what team would you choose? Absolutely. We do plan, especially with the new events and stuff, we do plan on running a lot of the Specialist games, and Blood Bowl is definitely on that list. We don't have any current plans on when that's going to happen, but um, I definitely wanted to make it happen. If I was to choose a new one, I love the new um, the Halflings, uh, the, the one that just came out, because I just got too into it last time. I played Wood Elves, and I had like practiced in the computer game, and I thought I had it all down. And uh, the dice just went so horribly for me. So I invested myself too much. So I got, I just, you know, got upset when things didn't go my way. I'm like, okay, just no problem. I just need a two plus and I can reroll it if it fails. One, one. Ah! And that happened so many times. 
So I want to play a team where if I win, it's like, hey, cool, I won. And I can just have more fun with it. So the halfling team would probably be the one I would choose if I, had to, if I got to just have first pick. Enjolf, plausibility of changing 40k Psychic to a Blackstone Fortress type system for next edition's rebalance Grey Knights or Eldar. I don't think that that would be what they would care to do. Yeah. I, are you worried about Grey Knights and Eldar being imbalanced, like overpowered? Because they're not exactly top of the meta right now, although Eldar can do pretty well. Big Bad Pete, will you guys do a Gorkamorka campaign again? Absolutely. Same answer to the Blood Bowl one. We'll definitely be doing another one. I just don't know yet when. The Darkest Dig. I've got 40 genes dealers and a Broodlord. What would you recommend as far as expanding into other Tyranid units and models? If that is all you have for Tyranids, that's a great start because that's your that, that's a couple um, troops and a HQ choice. It depends what you want to do. There's a lot of really good choices for the Tyranids. Uh, for example, you could keep just lean heavily into the Gene Stealer thing and just get another 40 Gene Stealers and another Broodlord. It's actually not that bad an army to spam lots of Gene Stealers and have two or three Broodlords to help out in the back. Especially because they're battle lines, so you can quickly fill up those battalions. Uh, but if you're looking to expand beyond that, well, let me just go through them really quick. In the HQ slots, uh, the Hive Tyrant and Swarm Lord is always a good choice. Turbogon's pretty good too, but not awesome. Um, I love Old One-Eye if you're going to be bringing Carnifexes. Uh, the, the, alpha, the, the, the Warrior Alpha, basically, the, the Tyranid Alpha, is fine if you're bringing Warriors. Otherwise, he's just a cheap HQ. The Neurothrope is probably at the top of my list because I love Zonethrope so much. So if you're going to be bringing Zonethropes, definitely have a Neurothrope as an HQ. So this is why I love Tyranids, because I feel like they've developed them now to the point where... Each, there, there, there's a different HQ for different types of armies that you want to build. So it just depends what you want to go into. On the troop side, Termagants, Hormagants are always great. Warriors are, are handy to have. I never try to build warriors to be anything more than Synapse, um, just because they just never seem to have enough of a punch without putting a lot of points into them. I like to put the points elsewhere. In the elite slots, Zonethropes are by far the best. But it's also fun to throw things like Lictors, um, the Haraspex. No, he's fast attack, or is he elite? I don't remember. But um, yeah, Lictors are fun just to kind of jump around and grab objectives and to harass in the back lines. But by far, Zone Thropes are very powerful that way. And Venom Thropes, of course, are great. You don't see me field them very often because I'm not a big fan of just an overall minus one, giving my opponent minus one to shoot and stuff. I prefer to give stuff that lets me hit harder rather than things that make them hit me less. And to the heavy support side, I love Carnifexes, I love them a lot. Exocrines, solid choice. Holy cow, they are a good range shooter. Tranifexes as well, they're expensive points-wise and probably dollar-wise too. But um, they have a lot of potential with what they can do. The Tyranids can be surprisingly a good shooting army. And you can also kit them up to be a really good close combat army. So all of these are viable options, plus everything I didn't say. It's really there's a lot to lean into, so you have a lot of options of what you want to do next. G1 Blaster, bro, do you even praise the Omnissiah? <laughs> no, I'm not that oh, big. That sounded like a challenge. Yeah. Do you even praise the Omnissiah, bruh? What do you think about the Omnissiah, bruh? Omnissiah um, is lit, fam. No, I, yeah, Omnissiah is lit, man. I, I No, I'm not a big uh, Omnissiah fan. I'm not even quite sure what his, his, his problem is. Unless it's the Void Dragon from the Necrons. That would be pretty cool. But, um, yeah, no, I don't. Sorry, man. 30th Century Man. Ooh, from the future. Matthew, any chance you guys are going to do more Infinity videos in the future? Don't you love how this, this question comes up? Yep. It, will you do more fill-in-the-blank videos in the future? 
Love your content either way. Keep it coming. Uh, no plans to do Infinity. It's a great game, but just there's no plans currently. Doesn't mean we won't do it. Hailwind. Matt, you're doing a wonderful job as a DM. Thank you. Do you prefer to be a Dungeon Master or do you like to jump back and forth from a Dungeon Master to a player? Easy. Dungeon Master. 100%. Uh, I'm enjoying being a player. Luca is uh, DMing a uh, Curse of Strahd campaign right now and I'm actually really enjoying that. It took some time to get used to the horribleness of, the, of Curse of Strahd, but <laughs> starting to lean into it and I'm having fun playing a character in it. But if I had to choose Dungeon Mastering all the way, I just, I like, I don't know if it's because, it's not because I like the control. I think I just, I like crafting. It's not. A, I don't even care about homebrewing. I, I'll use modules and just modify them. But I just. I love being in control of the story and presenting it to people. I've been. I've. I've always been the, the person in charge of playtime ever since I was a kid. I'm one of four brothers. I'm the second. My oldest. Uh, my my older brother. Uh, we're good friends now. But we're growing up. He just never really played with us and hung out with us. So it was always me and my two younger brothers who were four years younger and seven years younger than me. So the three of us were always playing together, and so I was kind of dungeon mastering from a like, young age, because we'd play Lego, and we'd say, hey, this time let's do castle Lego, and so we'd spend like an hour or two building castle stuff, and then I'd be the bad guy, and we'd play for an hour with the stuff that we built, and I'd always be the bad guy, there'd always be in, like an epic moment where they're going to lose, and then they find the weakness and beat the bad guy, and so it's just, and then, and then Dave, we grew up as friends, but he's three years younger than me, so it just fell naturally that I would be the one dungeon mastering stuff, so I was always the one getting other people into it. So I've been dungeon mastering since I was a kid. Uh, rarely have I been in anything where I was the player rather than the DM. And I enjoy it. I really do. So right now that would be my answer. Maddie Viking, do you have any plans to continue with the Death Watch campaigns? Love the lore of them. Absolutely. We're, we're working on the next, I don't know if I'd call the next one the next Death Watch campaign, but it's definitely a continuation of the story of the Death Watch campaign. We've got some really cool stuff coming up. We'll probably start filming that in August. I'd love to start filming sooner, but we're just book solid with guests, so we really can't. And we have our grand opening coming up, and we're still technically moving. We're, we're in here, but there's still lots of work being done. Thale Goblin, I'm thinking of starting Gloomspike Gets as my first Age of Sigmar army. Any recommendations on where to start? See, the, the fun thing about Gloomspike Gets is there are actually three armies in one. You've got your Moon Clan, you've got your I think four if you want to separate the squigs out of it. So your Moon Clan Grots, your squigs, you've got your Spider Fang, and you've got your Trogoth. And so pick one of those, and out of all of them, the most powerful is your straight up Moon Clan Grots, and your least powerful, I would probably say, is a tie or somewhere. Probably the Spider Fang. It's hard to say. They, they all have their strengths and weaknesses, but Spider Fang seem to be hard. Now, you can mix and match them all you like, but I like to lean into a theme. So if you're going to go with, if you're looking for power, go for Grotz. Get lots of Stabas. A unit of 60 Stabas is really good. Um, don't worry about Shootas. They don't really do anything. And then a lot of the heroes, you can, and you can toss in some support. I love the Trogoths as well. Now, if you're doing the, the Grotz, the nice thing is you can mix in stuff from the other three. Uh, particularly bringing some Trogoths, uh, Fellwater Trogoths, Ruck Gut Trogoths. All the Trogoths are actually really good. They're fun to play with. Um, spider Fang is great if you'd love the idea of having an entire horde of spider riders. It's great. The Squig Army is fun. If you're going to do a Squig Army, then just realize that they're not that great. Boingrot Bounders are awesome, as are the Mangler Squigs, especially the Loon Boss on Mangler Squig. And then you've got to get a Loon Boss on Giant Cave Squig as well. And then you kind of fill it in with uh, Squig Hoppers and just regular Squigs. But the hard hitters are going to be your Mangler Squigs and your Boingrot Bouncers. But uh, nothing is stronger than a 60-man squad of Moon Clan Grot Stabas. 
especially when there's others around, like a loon boss on foot to buff them because it just gets kind of ridiculous. So those are a few places to start, but there's, there's a lot of options with them. Brown Dog 40, what do you think the next new Age of Sigma army will be? Well, I know that they're working on updating the Sylvaneth battle tome because they've had some hiccups there. I have no idea what the next new one will be. I've always said that I wish that they would do a new free guild Age of Sigmar army where they, they wrapped in lots of stuff, but um, I, I... Let me think, let me think. Um, they could bring Bretonians back and just like mutate them and have them like... or have them like riding like... Pegasi. Or maybe even turn into centaurs or I don't know, but I don't think they'd do that. Oh, have they been hinting at anything? I thought they're, they're looking at like more Seraphim and stuff too, but I'm not sure. I really don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, Inquisitor Wilhelm. Got any plans for a potential Apocalypse video soon? Um, not yet. But there's, you know, they've been talking about doing a new Apocalypse rule set, so we're kind of holding off to see how that's going to be. But there will be one next Friday. The big Horus Heresy one that Luca played. Oh, right. Lucas play, Luke, Lucas. Luca played a big Horus Heresy Apocalypse game, so that one will be coming up With soon. some Titans. Yeah, lots of Titans. That. Yeah, I forgot about that one, yes. Sheep Nuts. Matt, I challenge you to a battle report. August 6th. Right, we already replied to that. Oh, no, we replied to, to Aaron. So we'll be getting in, in contact with you there, Dan. Corn Puff. If you can't live stream, will you at least keep the sit and talks? Oh, I'm not saying we're not going to live stream at all. I'm saying we're not going to do role-playing game live stream shows. We're going to do other shows instead. Catfish, do you think 40K is going through some bloat at the moment? Uh, always. Every game, as soon as it's been out for more than a year or two, gets bloated. That's just... I don't mind bloat. I really don't mind bloat. I, you, I want you to keep giving me new ways to play the game. The, the bloat that 40k hat felt like it was having at the end of 7th edition that I didn't like it was just it was a disparity between like how flyers worked and how vehicles and monsters worked and all that. 40k I think is still fine. Uh, I like Age of Sigmar more right now at the moment. But I think that's just because there hasn't been an, a faction release for 40k that has piqued my interest uh, in the past little while. Gaza288, Matt, what's the most disgustingly overpowered model for points you've ever faced? Uh, in Age of Sigmar it's usually somewhere in Grand Alliance Death, um, for, and it, but it's usually a synergistic thing. It's not one model, it's usually like a 40 skeletons with necromancers, that kind of thing, where they just don't go away. Um, or like a bunch of ghouls with the, the crypt ghouls, sorry, the crypt ghouls with the courtiers who just keep bringing tons of them back, that kind of stuff. 60 Stabas is actually surprisingly very good. I don't know why they have a 4 plus save against shooting, and then you get minus when they hit them in close combat, so they're actually disgustingly powerful right now. But if I had to pick one thing, I would have to admit that probably the Hearthguard Berserkers for the Fire Slayers take the cake right now. Ridiculously hard hitting, ridiculously resilient. They just, uh, yeah, they're, they're points for points. They'll pro they probably will hit the hardest out of everything right now. Arkham Hero, Matt, first do you think you will start painting with the contrast paints? Um, I don't know, we'll see. I don't have any desire to. They're cool, but I, mean, I, I still don't think it frees up enough of your time. Yeah, I still, time it. is still time, right? And but though I, it can save you time if you have no time anyway. I, I have so many. We, you have to understand the, the enormity of, of stuff that's painted here, and I don't have any personal interest in painting miniatures. And so it's not like on the side of my free time that's what I'm going to do. I have a lot of other things I want to do with my free time instead. 
So I'm not going to be able to put a dent in the huge amount of stuff that we constantly get painted. Um, and so there's no, there's no reason for me as the owner of the business to care about putting my time into that. I don't care about painting. I don't have my own personal collection. All my stuff is owned by the business. And so I don't really have a reason to paint. The only reason I could think of is like, right, I just bought my son some paints and miniatures and so maybe I would paint with him. Uh, but honestly, if I had some free time with him, we'd be doing other stuff like playing games uh, that he paints on his own time. So, yeah. Also, how do you feel about the Tyranids after all the FAQs? I'm not sure. I, I don't know if I've gone. I, I'm going to be playing Tyranids next week, I think. And so I'll actually look at the FAQs at that point. So I'm not sure what major changes have happened that would make me care about that. So I'm sorry, I don't know. Circle Lurker Hey, Matt, love the Age of Sigmar draft show. What would you like to see in the new Auric Battle Tome? And a new, I'm like, what? There's a new Auric Battle Tome? He said, a new Auric Battle Tome. I'd like to see them, give it a Gloom Spike Gets treatment, which is put the Iron Jaws and the Bone Splitters together. Um, maybe bring, and obviously add some new units as well. Give them some better allegiance abilities. Although they updated, yeah, no, they, yeah, give them some better allegiance abilities would be, would be nice. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure what else. I'm not sure how they can combine anything else. I don't think I'd want the ogres brought in. But, yeah, yeah, not sure. Crow Falcon, how much do you work together with Games Workshop? We actually own Games Workshop. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. Shoot. <laughs> no, obviously not. Um, well, they, I think, I guess you could say as much as most YouTubers, that they've become a lot more friendly with working with the community. So... They're much more open. They they are much happier to to work with other YouTubers with whatever. So, so yeah, that's that's what I'll say. That's what I'll say. But we just got 500 bits from Malicious 91. The screen is that the Malicious? Is that the, the Malicious? That is the Malicious. 91. I, I didn't know he had a 91 at the end of his name. I thought it, it was. Does. Just, I thought it was always just Malicious. And then I. I didn't know you as Malicious. I didn't realize Malicious 91. And then we've got one more Twitch. Sub here, three months in a row with Twitch Prime from Chaos God Nurgle. Awesome. Thank you All so much, hail Malicious. Nurgle. <laughs> also, much love from Nurgle. Awesome. Thank you, Chaos God Nurgle. And of course, Malicious, you are awesome. Kaivis, how many Hive Guard is too many? Be 15 to 18 is probably too many. 12 is enough. Kroll48, hi, Matt and Colin. What have the players done that has surprised you the most in the current RPG show? I, Why don't I mean, you go first? Me? Choose one thing. What surprised you the most? What surprised me the most? That the players have done. That we've done. All right, I'll go first. Yeah, I don't... I, uh, I really... really there, there was one of the episodes, probably the third episode in, I want to say, where there was really good interaction between uh, Jeremy's character, Brother Rin, and Vito's character, Mrs. Detwater, where he really kind of pulled out her backstory, and they had, it had a very emotional conversation, it felt like, and I, and I really liked that. That surprised me that we got that deep into some real stuff rather than, you know, it's all the joking stuff. So that surprised me. I mean, I Pleasantly guess... surprised me. I guess now that you say that, like, I watched this Tuesday's episode again. Right. I watched the spoilers because not everybody... Yeah, no, it. no, I know. And so there was, there was something that actually I was able to do that I was surprised in myself, I guess. So I, I don't want to give anything away. So just watch it. You might find out. I'm trying to think what part you're talking about. 
Oh, that part surprised you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Going back and like watching me specifically, if that makes sense. Okay. You have to remind, you have to tell me afterwards. I'm still not quite sure what it is, but that's okay. Anyway, so I'm going to jump over to some questions from Vault members that they left from last week. I'm sorry, I won't get to everybody's questions. I'll do my best. The Eye of Night. Matt, as a Dungeon Master, what are your thoughts on using firearms in Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition? If you're talking just like modern firearms, if it fits your campaign, sure. If you want to go more steampunk vibe, then you can easily bring in that kind of stuff. So I don't have a problem with that. Um... Demon666. Matt, your narrative campaigns have been consistently awesome. Thank you. From the fate of Fayum. However, over the years, you've moved away from the large-scale campaigns to more squad-based ones. Would you consider doing campaigns again like Storms of Ixia? Uh, yeah, definitely. The reason I've stuck more with the squad-based ones is two things. One, people seem to like them better. And I know like individually you might disagree, but they tend to get better reception. Um, probably because it focuses more on the characters and their development. And two, we can film them easier and faster. And so that's always nice too. So there's a cost benefit there as well. But yeah, no, we'll definitely do some of the larger scale ones again. We're, we're planning a bunch of campaigns for the next phase of the mini wargaming 40k universe. And it's going to be really cool. We're going to be really shaking things up in how the mini wargaming 40k universe actually goes about. Let's, let's put it this way. In the past, I've always st stayed away from canon. You know, carve out a little part in the galaxy. And that way, if there's any major developments in the lore in canon, that we, that we don't disrupt it. But... Um, I'm saying screw that now. We're going to be messing with the main canon, so it should be fun. Uh, Zergalergaderg left a comment here too. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Get ready for that Yeah, one. here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, should I read the whole thing? It's pretty long, Zergalergaderg. Don't have all day. Good morning, Terra. We are joining you today from Mini Wargaming's new heavily fortified bunker, owing to the fact that a squig infestation got into the heaters of their last place. That's not far from the truth. Today we sit down with a man of few but many words. Please give a hearty good morning, Tara. Welcome to Matthew McDancelots. This episode of Good Morning Tara is brought to you by the fine, gentle beans over at Astartes Flakes. Ever wonder what gives the vaunted space marines that extra pep in their step when they're murderizing the enemies of mankind? Well, the secret is they never forget to have a good breakfast. So start your day the space marine way with Astartes Flakes, made from 100% diluted Cadian wheat byproduct. Astartes Flakes will give you the energy to purge the Xenos all day long and keep you regular too. And always remember, with Astartes Flakes, you shall know no fear. From hunger! <laughs> They're always so good. Yeah, it's a, you're, you're, very, you're very talented there. Okay, so let's actually answer one of your questions. With the Codex is almost finished, only Sisters of Battle on the horizon, what do you think will be the direction that Games Workshop takes 8th edition moving forward? Oh, I think that's pretty obvious. 9th edition! <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, I would be surprised if next summer, it, ninth edition came out. That seems to be kind of their thing, right? Uh, and uh, to be honest, I wouldn't mind it, because uh, we always get a lot more viewers whenever an edition changes. <laughs> <laughs> For our business. Yeah, I understand why they do it, because we see an increase in our business whenever it happens, too. So, I get it. If, if our business is increasing, then they Yeah, their must. business obviously did, too. <laughs> Uh, next question, with the new Space Marine Repulsor tank coming out and the new Phobos Armor Marines, it seems like GW is trying to flesh out the primary Space Marine line. In your opinion, does this lend more credit to the thought that they are going to phase out tactical Marines? I don't know if they'll ever officially phase out tactical Marines, but yes. I, I thought it was obvious almost from the beginning that that's what they were doing. That they basically said, all right, let's make a new tactical Marine. And they looked at it like, oh, this is so cool, and we can make so much money off of this. But everybody already has their tactical Marines. So let's call it something different. It just—it feels just so obvious that it looks just like a, a more true scale 
space marine, you know. And so the, somebody made the choice to call them a primary space marine, give them the lore for it. I could be totally wrong. It could have been the lore came first and then the models, but I'd put good money on the fact that the models happened first and they wanted to basically phase out the old models and get people to rebuy their space marine armies. I don't think that's an evil thing. I think that's fine. But when you look at the difference between the rules for the old marines and the new marines, it seems pretty obvious that they're trying to get you to not use your old ones anymore. Um, what should they add to the primaris line? Well, I think they're doing a great job. They're, they've, they've put the sniper guys in to replace the scouts. They're putting in the, the more of the, the jump pack guys to replace the vanguard. So, yeah, I, I don't really have any suggestions beyond that. And lastly, with the new apocalypse system coming out, promising to make large-scale games much faster, is there something you could possibly work into your future narrative campaigns? Absolutely. I'd like to see how fast faster actually is before I make that choice, but I do look forward to seeing that. Well, that's all the time we have for today, folks. Now over to our field reporter, Colin, who has a story from the front lines about a man, his last pistol, a child's toy golden throne, and how love will defeat chaos in the end. That's terrifying. Colin. It's a dark one. <laughs> Woo, we're going to do a giveaway soon, all right? So just sit tight. Army 17, the Silver Vault member. Hey, Matt, big fan of mini wargaming. Been into play multiple times. Ooh, then who are you? I don't recognize people usually from their usernames. Not usually. Just wondering where the Dave, where the Dave plays Tau stuff is. Now, Colin, you've been playing some Tau Path to Glory with Dave. Correct. Do you know when that's going to start getting published? So I'm not sure yet. So... Are you, I'm sure he's referring to the the ones that got taken down. Or the, no, the no, no, no. We, we're doing a Tau Path to Glory because we had some battle reports. And we took well, them because down, they're too goofy. So those ones that were there are going to be in the vault once the new one comes out. Because Dave and I refilmed it. We had two thousand points. Uh, I played game. Chaos. He played Tau. We had a full game. So then the pairing to that will be the two that got taken down in the vault for those who still want to watch them with a big warning. <laughs> they're and very, then they're very silly. So yeah, we just started Path to Glory on Wednesday. Oh, I thought so. you were filming for two weeks already. No, we, we just did the one game, fixing the, like, just... Oh, so you reshot that. Yeah. And then you started... So you have a towel... So we have a few things. So we've got one Path to Glory. I'd expect it in the next couple weeks then. Yeah. It's probably yeah. when you're going to start seeing it. We were hoping to get two games done, but the creation of the Warband took a lot longer than we were expecting. But yeah. uh, we're hoping that we'll be able to bang out two games a day for the next couple weeks and get that out for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they'll be coming out soon. I know people have been disappointed by how long it's been taking. Um, it's just it's been chaotic here. Getting like we, Dave has been trying his best, honestly, uh, but he's as much as I've gotten back into filming and everybody else has gotten back to filming. Dave has been filming, but kind of just where he can, because he's been taking care of a lot of the stuff to get keep getting the bunker ready. So him and Josh have been working super hard on that. Um, so he is he's taking it seriously and he really does want to do it. Uh, so. I've, we apologize that it's taking this long, but he really is working towards that. Um, okay. Miso, miso. Matt, you're wrong. Curse of Strahd is the best. Your DM is just mean. Yes, that could be true. That is... In I, I cannot <laughs> confirm or deny that. <laughs> yeah. Luca can be a little brutal. In seriousness, in open world RPGs, it's sometimes good to have a rule whereby the further east you go, the harder it is, or the deeper in the dungeon. A lot of indie RPG adventures do this. Yeah, and this one doesn't. You walk out of Barovia, and you see something that's like a serious adventure hook, and it turns out it's for higher levels. Uh, very sad to hear you're not going to do so much livestream D&D. Would have liked to have seen Dave play D&D in the next Wizards of the Coast adventure. 
they're bringing out as he could have been driving around hell in a souped-up buggy. Yeah, I hear that. That's going to be fun like that. <laughs> it was also much better with four players, as that gave everyone a chance to shine and was easier to follow. Do you think you could have done anything differently? RPG'd in the Age of Sigmar, do more 5e modules as they were released to get more viewers in the hype train? I, I don't know. I, I have, my instinct tells me that if we want to break into the RPG market, because it is different than the miniature wargaming market, as much as there is overlap, we've got to do more than a live stream. Critical Role is one of the few exceptions where the live stream is the highlight of their channel. I've watched a lot of other D&D related channels, and they post a lot of discussion videos and rules discussions or animations about spells, and those, most of those channels, almost all of those channels, also do a live D&D show because that just seems to be in style right now. Everybody wants to do a live D&D show. And when you look at the views of their videos, the live D&D show is a thing that gets the least number of views out of everything they do. So I have this feeling that if we really want to get into covering games like Dungeons & Dragons, we've got to fully cover it, not just a once-a-week D&D show. I just don't think that that's what we got to do. There's a lot of competition out there. Unlike miniature wargaming, we're not the first into doing it. Not that we were the first to do miniature wargaming videos, but you know what I mean. Like uh, we were there near the beginning. Um, so if you look at all the channels who are currently posting anything to do with miniature wargaming videos, there's only one other that I can think of that is older than us in posting videos. Now I could be wrong, but that's that's all I can think of. Uh, whereas this, in this case, getting into D&D, as much as we have an existing miniature wargaming audience, that doesn't mean that they care. Uh, let me just put it this way. Uh, just because, and you could even say, well, most miniature wargamers are interested in role-playing. And that is correct, but most miniature wargamers also eat. That doesn't mean we're going to start selling food. And so because the, the, the people have different habits of where they go for different kinds of content or different kinds of products. And even though they may love mini wargaming, let's just assume that somebody loves mini wargaming, that doesn't mean that they go there to order their pizza. Now that's an extreme situation because obviously Dungeons and Dragons is much closer to our market than pizza is. But uh, it's still the same idea that, that people have already developed habits of places they like to go. It takes time. You have to invest time into any TV show, movie series, book series, any new type of entertainment to get to know the actors, to get to know the characters, before you can truly enjoy it a lot. And so far we've just kind of jumped from campaign to campaign. We haven't done anything super long. And uh, so you could, even if you're following mini wargaming regularly, you're still, it takes, you know, we're only a few episodes into our current one. So there's a longevity thing there as well. So I don't know if there's much different we could have done because we just don't have the manpower to do much more with it right now, but I do want to return to doing role-playing games and making that a big part of mini wargaming, but we just need to get going with the bunker first before we can really seriously consider that. And what happened to the mini wargaming diet keep fit club? <laughs> you were eating pizza on stream the other day. Oh, I know, right? How dare Almost you? like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? Um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. But have you read The Solar War yet? No, I haven't. Please remember to review the Warhammer Kids books. Yeah, that's right. I do need to do that. I actually have one of them at home. Or both of them at home. And then you had another comment saying, okay, more questions just for fun. One, please reconsider getting mini wargaming staff to play video games on Twitch. We'll see. Two, if you do more D&D content at some point, would, could you try some indie D&D adventures? Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Three, how's the draft gaming going? It looks interesting. Did you play Dota 2 Auto Chess or MTG to get inspiration for this idea? Well, the inspiration came from playing Warhammer Age of Sigmar Champions. It has a, a draft one on their app as well. But yeah, it's, it's not a new format. 
I, I knew it from Magic the Gathering as well. And so it's just, uh, I've always wanted to have a random way to build a, a, a list for miniature wargaming. So I had a little less control over it. And so it became not so much about the list building, but about what you try to do with whatever you're given. And so yeah, it came from that. So where, and, and how's it going? Well, you're, we already had a little mini campaign film just between me and Corey. And so that one, we have two more episodes that'll go out in the next week or two. And tomorrow, actually, I'm starting to film a new one. Me, Steve, David White, and Ben. We're going to be filming a four-player one. And so Sweet. that'll have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in total. So it'll, it'll start from 1,000, go all the way up to 2,000 points. And I'm really looking forward to that. I'm doing Order. I'm doing Free People, Stormcast Eternals, Fire Slayers. So that should be fun. Let's do a giveaway. Shall it we? Feels appropriate. Well, we're at 240, right? So I said about halfway through, and it's already past halfway through. We've got a good 130 people on right now, so this seems like a good time to do it. So to participate in the giveaway, in case you are not familiar with this, be on the chat right now. Get there now. If you're not, make sure you are logged in. Or if you don't have a Twitch account, make sure you sign up for one right now. What is going to happen... Hold on. Why do we have an active timeout? We're going to do keywords. That's what it is. So... I am going to tell you a word. You are to, in order to enter, you have to post this word in the chat. The word is not case sensitive, but it needs to be by itself. No exclamation mark before it. Not used as part of a sentence, just the word. If you do it more than once, you're disqualified. The bot will automatically disqualify anybody who enters more than once. So that's all you have to do is put the word in. I'll make sure it's a simple enough word so you can spell it. It'll be a word on here somewhere, so good luck guessing it beforehand. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all you have to do. And then I'll give it like a minute or two, and then we'll randomly select one person. And it doesn't matter whether you're a subscriber or a follower, you can be brand new. It's not, I, I'm not gonna give extra luck to anything other than everybody who's there, so. No capes, yeah, no capes. So, you know, it's not warrior, all right? So stop putting, people trying to. If, if you get like four people posting it, you're gonna get a lot of other people because they're gonna think they're stream lag and they just haven't heard the word yet. <laughs> so let me just, uh, the word in. The heck? Why isn't it working? Oh, whatever. The word is purple. P-U-R-P-L-E. Purple. Purple is the word. Put it in once. Uppercase, lowercase doesn't matter as long as you only put the word purple. Purple. Yeah, people are doing it right. No, bird is not the word. Bird is not the word. Purple is the word. There we are. Okay, so it reset. I'm like, it's not working because it's not changing the number of eligible users. No, there we go. Lots of eligible users here. Purple. Purple is the word. Purple as in, you can paint your Tyranid Warriors with Zerus purple. Purple as in, you can use Gene Stealer purple to paint your Tyranid Warriors. Purple as in, if you want to do High Fleet Leviathan, then their carapace is the color purple. But yeah, I'm going to give you a few more seconds. Purple is the word. Post, put it in the chat. I'm going to count backwards from 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Nobody else is posting it, so that's okay. All right, I'm going to choose the winner now. And you can be anywhere in the world. We'll ship it to you. Oh, we got one more person in there. Whew, you're lucky there. I'm not going to say your name because you might think that you won. Go. Rewasi, Rewosi, Rewosi, following us since January 2019 and is actually a subscriber. Thank you very much. 
you are the winner of this squad of three Tyranid warriors. Sent free anywhere in the world. No guarantees of their, how well they do in combat or how well you paint them. That is up to you. So if you can send us a whisper message, a whisper message, a private message, just whisper to us your email address or your postal address. Yeah, awesome, thanks. You just, you just said you just talked to us, great. But make sure you whisper it so people don't see it and we will get in contact with you. But um, I gotta write this down somewhere. Shoot, I don't have a piece of paper. You have something to write on there, Colin? Well, where did he send what? What? What do you? Where did what? I just need you to write down the username. Oh, that I can do. Rewolsi, Ari, Olsi, Ri, Olsi. R. Come on, I gotta get back to questions here. Hurry up. Yeah, yeah I got it. It's all good. Got it. All right. Well, congratulations. Moving on. Let's do some more questions. Be a real man and carve it into the desk. No, I'm gonna carve it into there. Why does that make me a real man? That's so weird. Yeah, you wanna slide it over and I'll. Whee! There you go. Find something to stick. All right, let's ask. It. Let's see if there's any more vault questions asked. The Danish Viking. I recently did a wargaming changing discovery, at least for me. In the 40k, the Maelstrom missions are by far the ones I enjoy the most. And I've been wondering why do we not have something similar in Age of Sigmar? Turns out there is. I know, right? They actually do have it too. On the core rulebook, there are 36 missions that are battle strategies. Why Games Workshop has not made cards available like they have in 40k is beyond my understanding. I think the difference is because when the Maelstrom missions came out. They were the awesome missions. Whereas Age of Sigmar has done a really good job making really good missions that are not Maelstrom. Because uh, it used to be that Eternal War was you scored at the end of the game rather than at the end of each turn. And Maelstrom made it at the end of each turn with a bunch of random objectives. Uh, but now, most even in 40k, the scenarios have you scoring every turn, which is a much better system of playing a game because it means that just destroying your opponent does not guarantee success. Uh, but I've been thinking especially with the upcoming General's Handbook release, that's gonna give us a bunch of new stuff to do. Probably in my beat map bat reps, I'm going to walk away from just regular pitch battle stuff and start leaning more back into um, the, the, uh, the stuff that you don't see as often. Not that I won't do pitch battle, but I mean, I wanna try more of the open war stuff, more of the narrative play stuff. Um, with their new thousand point system coming out, I'd love to try that. Uh, and lots of other stuff too that they'll be having in that new book. So I want to try just playing it not standard because we play a lot of standard stuff. I'm sorry, my eyes are itchy. We play a lot of standard stuff with uh, 40k data Sigmar, so it's nice to see the non-standard stuff as well. That's heck. That's why I'm doing the draft campaign because I get tired of playing the same way. So I always appreciate being given new ways to play. Ah, uh, Mini War Gamer for life, 500 bits. Ooh, thank you, Mini War Gamer for life. You are awesome, Gibbo James. Matt, any chance that you would like to take up a little painting now that the contrast paints are available? Okay, I think I already answered that question. So I will not probably be painting very much. And Big Mikey, hey Matt, uh, can you tell us about any upcoming events at the bunker or what can we ex maybe expect in the coming months? Well, we're currently planning two events for September, one beginning of September, one at the end. Dave is preparing one and I'm doing the other. Dave's is going to be a very private and personal event it's going to be him running a campaign. I think it's a Resident Evil Warhammer 40K campaign. And it's just going to be with four or five people and you're just filming with them. Each person takes control of one character and you get to film with him all week, have meals with him all week. So it's a very personal event. I'm going to be trying, I'll be publishing this probably next week. We're just getting the last uh, details in place to do a kill team narrative campaign set in the mini Wargaming narrative universe. Uh, looking for like 16 players. The trick, here's the hard part, it needs to be during the week, during the day, which really restricts the number of people that can come in. 
but we, we're, we're, I'm trying to see if it works, if we can get enough people to, to travel, come in for the week, and participate in this campaign. So it should be a lot of fun. Um, be, you know, get some of the games filmed in studios, other games against other participants as well, and actually have it really narrative-driven, uh, going to really be pushing them to everybody to bring custom Kill Team warbands and really go to town with backstories and painting. And so I'm hoping that'll work. I'm, I'm just curious if I can find 16 people who can come in for an entire week, 9 to 5. We'll have other events running in the evening as well, like we're planning on doing a D&D campaign during that week, so some of those people could participate in that as well while they're here. Some painting classes with Chris, uh, and just general gaming at the Mini Wargaming Bunker while you're here as well. So that's what I'm looking for. So Dave's doing a more personal one, and, there's a, and that's on purpose. That's by design. He's doing one that's only a few people. I'm doing one that's a lot of people. We're trying to see... So the one with few people will cost more, and the one with more people will cost less, but needs a lot more people to, to run properly. So we're trying to see which kind of events people are going to go for. Uh, in both cases, we're not going to have a lot of lead time. It's only about three months away. So that will make it harder for certain people to sign up for them as well. But we just got to start somewhere, right? So that's our current plan, so what we're trying to do. We just got 500 more bits from Dr. Vulcan. Oh, Dr. Vulcan, himself. of course! Contrast Paints, very excited for those. And then B. Mauser, another 500 bits from you as well. Wow, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for your support. You have to understand that right now we're doing live streaming at a loss. <laughs> so all these bit donations and people that are, um, that, that are, that are subscribing, that really is bringing us up to the point that the closer we can get to that, you know, being able to make up for the time that we're putting into this, then the more shows that we'll want to be able to do as well and be able to take away, not take away from other stuff we're doing, but in addition to everything else we're doing. We've got a lot going on right now, making planning events, keeping up with regular content, trying to do live content. Oh, well, we got Part-Time Pirate, Twitch Prime sub. Thank new, you, Part-Time Pirate. He's a new sub. Thank you so much. I understand. You're Part-Time Pirate, so you're only partly rich. <laughs> One day you can be a full-time pirate. Okay, let's answer some more questions from the chat. Uh... M. Meyer, are there any points in the role-playing shows that are scripted? Um, you mean in our role-playing shows? If by scripted you mean that the players know what they're supposed to do, no, definitely not. But yeah, all sorts of scripted stuff. Like the GM prepares scripted stuff. But if, I think what you're asking though is there, are there places where, where what happens between the players and the GM is scripted beforehand? And we've never done that. I don't, that, that defeats the purpose. Honestly, we are doing the Dungeons & Dragons show because we want to play Dungeons & Dragons. That is, I, I, I was desperate to make it work. That's why we've done it for so long, even though it hasn't really made us any money and has even lost us money. It's because I just wanted to do it so bad. CM Dr. Dazed, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but do you still, are you still comfortable with the company's growth and progress? In 13 years, I plan to retire, move there, and volunteer 24-7. Just my dream job, or just my dream. I am um, never satisfied with our growth and progress. Uh, I would like to see more. I'm always looking for more ways to innovate. Uh, I'm not worried that we're going to be out of business anytime soon, if that's what you mean. I, I don't see us. I, I see us progressing. Um, not that every... Like, we're, we're 11 years old now, so it's not like every year you see 25% growth. Like for a few years there, when we were early folks in the vault, we see like 60% growth in the company, 50% growth, 50% growth, 40% growth. But we're at a point now where it's kind of stabilized. And so now we have to work hard to figure out how to keep innovating especially because the market's constantly changing. There's a lot more really good YouTubers out there. There's a lot of good um, wargaming channels out there, and so there's more competition. 
and they're not just competition. I know they can be partners too, but it, it's competition for time, right? That you, you can only watch so much stuff, and so you have to decide which one you like the most. And even though we are still the most popular and most viewed miniature wargaming channel that covers, like, that does battle reports and stuff, um, there are a lot of other really good ones out there. And so, so it changes the way, the dynamics of the whole thing. Twitch, over the past few years, has become very popular. Live streaming has become popular, so that's something we have to kind of figure out. We're still working on that. So there's a lot to do. The mini wargaming bunker, obviously, has been a big change in our business. And so over the next couple of years, we have to learn how to do events and and have people in hospitality and all that kind of stuff too. So, so there's a lot to learn. I'm, I'm confident that that our future looks good, but you never know. It's it's hard to say. We've got Kiefer Killjoy subscribed with Twitch Prime two awesome. months in a row. Two months, Kiefer. Thank you. Been a Vault member for years. Keep up the good work. Awesome. You're a Vault member and a Twitch subscriber. All oh, that is just you're ridiculous. Thank you. Zenders, orc mega knobs with saws or just more orcs? Oh, that's a hard choice. More orcs is always good, but I love mega knobs, especially with saws. Steve would be the better person to ask that if you're asking which one is better, though. I don't know. Dan, 12-22-22. That's what I'm thinking your username actually is. Do you think we can see more Eldar in the channel as they do not come on for a while? Whenever you say, do you think we can watch more fill-in-the-blank, that has there, there's two things that it has to do with. One is what our guests bring. And then the second one is what's been currently released. So we try to cover what's been currently released. Now, 40K, it's been a little while since there's been anything super exciting. And so, so we can kind of play whatever we feel like. But I'm not going to tell the other content producers what to play unless it's a new release. So I wouldn't say, okay, Steve, people are asking for Eldar. Let's put out more Eldar. Because really, everybody asks for everything. And so I would rather the person play what they're excited to play. And that's what you're watching. You're not watching us cover every faction and give you advice and tactics on every faction you're watching us play and have fun and that's what i prefer to, to be i want to be that kind of channel instead so can't promise anything snook hammer matt how are you i'm great thank you snook hammer out there hustling for those ducats growing the brand playing with friends and family you bet what keeps you going and motivates you to create and make the time oh and then your comment kept going Avoid the timestamp Oh, I don't know, because once I hit pick next, oh, no. it doesn't show it. But it's actually, it would probably be around 1412 or 1413. I was going to what's, what's the previous one? 1413? 1413. Oh, no. I've been pushed out. I can't go back that far. Sorry, I can't read the rest of your comment. Oh, man, there's a lot of questions here. Oh, because the the, the giveaway. The giveaway pushed that, you out. Yeah, that's where I'm stopping. Well, Okay, so I'll just stop there. What keeps you going and motivates you to create and make, make the time? Um, okay, you want the honest answer. The answer is money. I grow the business because, and what motivates me is seeing growth. I get, I get demotivated if, if, uh, if I do a show and it doesn't get a lot of views and doesn't make money. Um, I'm trying to make a living here. Honestly, I love Warhammer. I love miniature wargaming. But um, if this wasn't making enough money, I wouldn't continue it as a passion project. I'd find something else to make money. I've got a, I have four kids. And they're, they're ridiculously expensive. Holy cow. And so I, that's always driving me is, is how do I continue to provide for my family? Now, having said that, I get super excited to play new things. And so I, I, I get bored really quick. If I have to do the same thing more than a few times, I get bored really quick. So I appreciate Games Workshop's rapid pace of always releasing new stuff because it keeps giving me new things. So that motivates me a lot is just new releases. Um, having an audience to watch obviously motivates me trying to figure out what they like and what you like and how to get more views and the right comments. But I'll be honest, it's a business to me. This is a business. It's business first, 
pleasure second. And so when I, I analyze, I dig through numbers and data, I try to find the trends and what people are wanting. I look at competitors, other channels, try to figure out what's working for them so I can incorporate more of that into us as well. Um, I'm an analytics kind of guy. I love numbers, a very uh, like, um, mathematical brain. And so that drives me a lot too, just to tr figure all that out. So I, but, I, but I enjoy all the different aspects of the business, but that definitely drives me the most. So we've got some more subs now. Goodness. So we've got three new gifted subs from Dr. Vulcan. Awesome. Thank you so, so much, Dr. Vulcan. That's Wife of the War Gamer. Isn't that Holly? Throw Lash Gamer. I think that's, that's my wife. And <laughs> CPTS Pasmo. I think he chose them randomly too, right? She just happened I think to be in so. chat. Yeah, Wife of a War Gamer. I'm pretty sure that's that's my that's Holly, my wife. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I smiled. Right. And uh, we've got one more from Dozor211290, tier one sub, first month. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, is wife of a wargamer Holly? Yeah, it is. Because she actually left a question. Okay, I'm going to jump to your question. She gets priority. It's just her question doesn't, it doesn't feel personal, right? If you could play any other Dungeons & Dragons campaign, which one would you do? Do you think you'll ever do a long campaign at work? Well, I think I've already answered that second one that we're going to kind of be shelving doing more role-playing games in the future. I'd love to do a long campaign at work, though. Um, I would love to play uh, the Storm King's Thunder, the module for Wizards of the Coast. Mm -hmm. That one looks really good. That That's kind of the one I've been... I've been actually reading through it. I, I, I avoid reading the modules because I never know which ones. That's my problem, is I want to read all the modules, but yeah. like I don't want to because then... What if we have, well, have you read some of the Storm King's Thunder one? No, I like, I, but I want to. Yeah, read no, I, I own all of them. I have all the physical books for pretty much every single module, but I mm -hmm. do not open them and look at them because I only look at them once I, I know I really want to do it or if I'm going to be doing it. Exactly, exactly. So, so that I think the Storm King's Thunder is the one I would choose. Like the one I, I really wanted to read, Salt Marsh, but right, I, I don't. <laughs> right, because you want to do it too. Catfish. Does Mini Wargaming have a dress code? Um, not, not formally, like not, not a, a policy in place. Nobody's forced us to need to do one yet. <laughs> That's so, really what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, as soon as somebody comes in in inappropriate clothes, we'd have to create one. But over the 11 years I've been in business, nobody's shown up in just a Speedo, for example. Uh, that would instantly, I would like, <laughs> go go, they, they'd walk in, I'd say, go home, and I'd write an email to everybody saying, no, you can't just show up in a Speedo. <laughs> Um, so, no, we don't have dress code. We Obviously, it's casual. We just go casual. Don't look like a slob. Well, I don't <laughs> even know if that's always the case. Zergalergaderg, how excited are you for Steve's next Chug-A-Mug? Next question. <laughs> he's not doing them anymore. At least I don't want him to. Schweg I do want him to, but I don't want him to. Schwegen von Schwegen Schwegel von... I don't know your name, man. I'm sorry. Do you think classic vampire counts will make a comeback in Age of Sigmar? No. Split from Nagash? Abrash, except? Um, okay, like, no, 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 no. I don't, nah, I don't, no, no. I don't think so, no. No. We got 500 more bits from Slightly Immortal. Slightly Immortal? He said, so we have a part time pirate. We have somebody who's slightly, slightly immortal. immortal. That's great. And uh, he said, I quit playing 40K after second edition. But y'all dragging me back in. Oh, I am sorry, and you're welcome. <laughs> I thank you, or like welcome to you, but sorry for your wallet. Yeah, sorry for your wallet. 
Uh, 30th century man, 3.6 Röntgen per hour. Not great or not terrible. I feel like I'm missing context. <laughs> I'm hitting pick random. So maybe there was something to go with that. Boomer, four, five, six, seven, eight. What did people build with the lifting stage on your bunker? Oh, that's just, yeah. They're just working on the facade. So they're, they're, they're still working on it. So they're just like putting the caps around the windows, putting up signage. Uh, they were fixing the, the bricks and now they're actually covering the side with a, to make it look like a bunker. So yeah, I think there were some pictures posted yesterday. Of like yeah, they posted early. some pictures, but it's still, it's, there's a lot it's, more work to oh, be done. Oh, for sure. Greater good. Matt, do you think Tau will ever get some kind of common unit, not character, dedicated for close combat? Maybe with like pulse pistols and close combat weapons? I don't know, man. I don't know. Do they need it? Um, like I know that, I don't, I don't know. I, that's, I, I just don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Hook a goal. What ally should I run with my Imperial Guard gunline? Um, it's Imperium, so you got a ton of choices. Throw in an Imperial Knight, Titan, or some, a little Space Marine detachment. But if you're asking tactics, I don't, I don't know what the best thing to do there. Attack Gypsy. Matt, I'd really love to see more done with the Crimson Fist chapter. The lore, what little there is, is quite interesting. Yeah. I can't say I agree. I don't know enough about their lore. Backyard Dodo. I know you hate Death and Age of Sigmar, but if you had to choose to play a Death Army, what would you pick? Well, there's not very many choices. Technically, there's only three, although there's a few within Legions of Nagash. Uh, Nighthaunt, probably, because I, I just think that they look really cool. Having an all-ghost army is really neat. I don't hate death. I just think that they're the the whole Grand Alliance thing has as has I feel like it's just outlived its usefulness. When you have Grand Alliance order that's full of a million armories, I don't care about whether they're good or bad. I don't I don't have a problem with that because order is just that they don't like chaos and that's like everybody. Then you got chaos with a lot of armies too, and then you get destruction and death. And destruction has the potential to have a lot of armies. Death. It just seems like it's one army that's been split up as much as they can. Um, not that it doesn't have the potential to be in more armies. I just feel like, just, just throw away your Grand Alliance thing, all right? Just don't worry about this whole Grand Alliance thing. Nobody needs that anymore. You have your allies, and just work with that. Um, because, like, why can't a free people's army fall to chaos? Why can't they be worshipping chaos, right? Like, there's this, uh, heck, there's, you might even, it would be more interesting if you could just, why not have some orcs that follow chaos, or some orcs who follow some death, or you know, have them work together more? I think it'd make for a much more interesting fantasy world than just having these hard lines of where everything goes. Key for Killjoy: Will the guys be doing some Fallout Wasteland Warfare content? I saw Dave did a box opening recently. Uh, no plans right now, although we'd love to play it. It's just things are too hectic here. Chaos God Nurgle. Do you have a room specifically for Nurgle when he comes to stay? Well, we have the Chaos Room, but I don't know if you'd like it because it has all four Chaos Gods in there. Uh, but we do. We could always just like tell our cleaners not to clean a bathroom for a few weeks before he comes, and then he could stay there, hang out in the urinal. Pretty like much the same thing, right? Yeah, that's kind of his. That's his dig, right? We've got one more Twitch Prime sub, six months in a row. From a familiar face. Who's that? DM Jeremy. DM Jeremy! Woo! Jeremy's awesome. Jeremy is in our D&D campaign right now. He is 
a great role player. Uh, he's, he's adding a lot to it. So thank you very much, Jeremy, for your support. Kaliji Jr., have you guys done any videos talking about how you and Dave started mini wargaming in its early days? I think I've done that like 150,000 times. I'm not going to explain it right now because we're already over time and I just want to kind of crack through a bunch more questions because there are more here Did than Did you want to close the question queue? Yeah, I guess. Close. Because there's really no point. There's so many more. Um, so yeah, I'm not taking any more questions. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll do that right now. Um, yeah, well, I want to talk about it, but honestly, I could talk for 20, 30 minutes just about the history of mini wargaming. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's actually something I've wanted to do and make like a really nice one for our channel at some point. Especially with the new place. Well, I was, I was going to be talking to Colin once the new place is 100% done, like in the next month or two. Mm -hmm. I was going to be talking to Colin about making some really nice professional videos. One, of course, as like a tour of the place. Yeah. Not just a walkthrough, like, hey, we're walking through, but like a, right. a much more compiled tour. Another is like advertising videos, right? But another one would be like a little history of mini wargaming. Mm -hmm. Uh, not, I don't want a like, full-fledged documentary because no, no, we're, not, we're, not, we're not that impactful a company to see the documentary. just some more polished than our... Yeah, and well, that way when people ask, you can be like, hey, just look up that video. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's informative and it'll tell you everything you need to know. The Darkest Dig. Are you excited about Baldur's Gate 3 or are you excited about Baldur's Gate 3? I actually never played the first two. Steve keeps trying to get me to do it. I got the app Baldur's Gate 2 not too long ago, and I couldn't figure out how to play. It was so complicated. Maybe I'm just getting old. See, I mean, I, so I played it with Steve, the first one, and that was my first experience, and I feel like without Steve, I don't You would have not figured it out. I would have It's been, an older game, so they don't hold your hand nearly as much as new definitely games do. Definitely, the mechanics of it are not like Diablo or the other no, ones. And you no, see no, no. it's kind of why those ones were more successful. Well, they're ma more mainstream, right? Yeah. Like, uh, even though those the games like Baldur's Gate 2 are probably better games, there's a lot you have, like I said before, you, have, you always have to invest a certain amount of time into a new TV show, movie, or entertainment thing before you can get the best enjoyment out of it. And unfortunately, the way to make the most money is to decrease the amount of that time. Mm -hmm. But it also can often, not always, decrease the depth and interestingness of said game, um, like hence like the Fallout. For me, it's like the Fallout series progression. I, I played Fallout 2 first, and it had very in-depth character development, um, but more like the way the dialogue system, the quest system worked. Fallout 3 comes out. I love the first-person aspect of it, but it kind of dumbed down things, and it just keeps getting. Fallout New Vegas kind of got better, and then Fallout 4 took a big downward step for that. I love Fallout 4, by the way. I love how big it is, and I can go and create settlements and all this stuff, but just feels like the RPG aspect of it is has kind of been shot down. You just look at the speech system, right? Like, uh, do you want to do this quest? Yes, no, yes, sarcastic yes, and no, but I'll come back later and say yes. Um, or usually there's like a, a little speech challenge to get an extra 100 caps to do the mission, that kind of thing. Like, So yeah, so I haven't really got into it, so I'm not actually excited for Baldur's Gate 3. Not because I don't think it's good, but because I'm just, oh, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to be excited. Mm-hmm. Brunwick, how often do you work directly with Games Workshop? Well, what do you mean by directly? Like, just sending them an email and them replying count as working with them directly? <laughs> um, they haven't hired us to do anything, if that's what you're asking. Uh, but obviously we cover their stuff and we interact with them. So, I don't know what you mean by working directly. Like, collaboration and that kind of stuff. Throw Lash Gaming. Matt, how he types with boxing gloves on. 
You talking about strong bad? Yes, they were commenting on your shirt. Oh, homestarrunner.net. Oh, it's dot com. Oh, homestarrunner.net. It's dot com. <laughs> email, check my email. Oh, my email. Sorry. Such a classic. It is. Uh, but the Crow Falcon, Matt, where are the battle reports with the epic 40k table Lee made? We've already posted a couple of those. I don't know how, to, I can't, what do we play? We play, I played with Kenny, we played, was it Harlequins? Harlequins, so yeah, look for a Harlequins battle report, because we don't do a lot of those, and you'll probably find it. I might be able to post it in chat, if that helps you. It yeah. won't help anybody watching this on YouTube afterwards. Way to think about our YouTube viewers, they're calling. Well, it's going to help the... Such a Twitch snob. 101 people in Twitch chat. Ooh, we still have over 100, eh? Uncle Servo, Matt, any thoughts regarding what Orc units to field against Space Wolves? Honestly, Space Wolves aren't that great right now, and Orcs are, so whatever you want. Tabletop GM for life, what is your favorite kill team? Uh, I had a lot of fun playing the Aberrants when I played with Dave. I don't think I have a favorite right now, though. I don't really play kill team a lot right now, although I'm getting back into it so, so we can do the event. And there is Luca. And Morton Joe 3 here's a crazy question. What kind of camera do you guys use to film your battle reports? I'm a big fan of them. Sorry, I missed the last, the ask. All right, so... Do you have one handy? You don't have an extra not, one here. No, actually. Well, we can just tell you what it is. Yeah. Like we, a, use, we use a few different kinds. Oh, right, the one we're using right now is a Canon XA30. But I wouldn't recommend that because you can get a Canon... Um, so, they're, so they're Canon, Vixia, G8, or HF, G40s. Right, that's is, currently it, what we is use. The one that everyone except for... Dave, Dave is using. Dave has a much more expensive one because he's trying out to see what kind of difference it makes. It looks so much better. Yeah. I, I actually finally decided to look at it because, so what bothers me about this camera is the lack of dynamic range. Now, I'm just, I'm just going to talk past everyone right now, so it's yeah. good. So the dynamic range of the depth so perception of the... Uh, well, no, the, that dynamic range is the point between dark and light, right? Yeah. Like pure white, pure dark, and we get a lot of overexposure because of our lights. Right. So Dave's camera literally removes it all, and it, it looks actually really can, nice. It can work with the higher light yeah. and the lower light. Yeah. So it, basically, when you get a too much light in any kind of camera, what happens is the whites get so bright because the camera has to kind of choose a certain light level to work with. And so when it chooses, and it's like, oh, there's a lot of light here, so let's lower it down. So any areas that are dark can lose all of their any of well, their detail. So and when, it, when you don't have example, a lot of light, then the opposite just, can happen. Even just the, the, the glare on your forehead, right? Is it Or on your arms, because you're closer to the light right now. Right. Versus if you pull them back, they go, they're not as bright. And then you move them forward, they get more overexposed. Right. Whereas, Whereas in real life, when I look at them, you don't really notice the difference. Start to realize how amazing your eye is once you study light and cameras and Yes, things. for sure. Yeah. Holly and I did this some photography classes a long time ago. And that's when I realized just how limited our technology is in being able in, to pick up light. In digital. Yeah. Because film was significantly better. Yeah, film but but so much worse in like a million better. other ways. All right? Just face it. Uh, so much worse in so many other ways. Any right? chance you could post a camera model on Facebook? Could you note it? I can write it for you right here in chat, the person who just asked that. Yeah, so there's... There's a lot to it. There's a lot of stuff to the technology of cameras. If you have but, questions but the, pro the camera. problem is so the right camera for you is not necessarily the right camera for us. Yeah, if, um, you're, if you have any qu camera questions, you can always send me an email, cullen at miniwargaming.com. This is what I like to talk about. Yeah, he, he's, he's big into that kind of stuff. The thing is, what it comes down to is there's no perfect camera. 
the camera that's right for you is the one you can afford. As honestly, if you're just getting started, um, buying a cheap camera is okay. Yeah, I'd be more worried about the audio if I were you. Than, 100%. Than the video. If you have crap audio, it doesn't matter how good your camera is. But if you have really good audio, it can make up a lot for a bad camera. Corn Puff, when is 9th edition coming out? Probably next summer. I'm just saying that. Nobody's told me that, I swear. Zenders, I would love to come and play 40k for a week. Talk about a vacation of a lifetime. I could piggyback that with a work trip to our New York office. There's no question. You just, that was a statement. Oh, so that was a, he had commented another one, but didn't put the ask at the beginning. He was, that was in response to the Kill Team week. Oh, I see. Okay. Awesome. Part-time pirate. Matt, have you considered running a tiered campaign? Players start as cons trying to collect biomass, and when they level up, they get melted down and respawn as tougher things. I have actually thought of that, and now you're making me want to do it again. I've always thought, but I, what I actually wanted to do was have each player, they're, they're okay, if you've ever played StarCraft II, it's not that, it's, it's okay, but the, there's one single player mission in the Zerg one where you infest a Protoss, and they go back to their ship, and it explodes out of her, and you start off as a little larva, and you're just kind of crawling around, and you have to eat biomass, and then you turn into a queen, and then the queen spawns guys, and then she eats more biomass, and then she levels up, and she keeps leveling up and be able to do more stuff. Uh, I love that mission. That was so much fun. Uh, I want to do something much more complicated than that, but like where you actually have a model, and then there's like evolution paths you can choose, but you have to customize the model as it goes, and so you end up with this weird thing at the end. It's like it gains a tentacle, <laughs> so you stick it. There. It almost, it actually would almost work for chaos campaign as well. You could just have a guy getting random mutations throughout That's the whole true. thing. But in this case, it would be it'd be different. But I like your, your idea of they melt down and they get respawned to something tougher. That would actually solve the problem that I was having with uh, how do you how do you have an evolutionary path? But instead, it's like they start off as a gaunt, they can get melted down and respawn as uh, Tyranid warrior, for example, or even just like as a gene stealer, they can melt it down and respawn as a Tyranid warrior. It doesn't have to make sense the evolutionary path because obviously that's not how Tyranids work. They don't mm -hmm. do that. They don't have an individual. Yeah, gaining, have a gaining favor, a natural progression. Right. There's no. It, it, they just. It, they just basically melt everything down and then spawn whatever they need for the current situation. But I like the idea of, of that. There's like this individual um, intelligence in there trying to gain favor and worm its way up. Um, oh, I just got a cool idea for a story for that. Hmm. I'm gonna keep that to myself. Do you need a piece of paper? No. <laughs> I'll write it down after. Miso Miso, what are the most interesting piece of data you found recently that may impact future business decisions? Mm, that's a hard one to answer. There's not usually like one piece of data that's interesting. Sorry, I don't have an answer to that. I'm actually not sure. All right, a few more questions here. M. Meyer, hey Matt, one last question. I just recently purchased Wrath and Glory core rulebook and sometimes until I GM again. Any tips for a new GM? Well, Wrath and Glory, just be ready for a book that's it's, it's, a, it's a good system, I think, but make sure you read the FAQ in errata because that book has some issues with the way it's laid out and it can get very confusing. Or it's just literally lacking a paragraph or two. There's an, in the errata, they're like, oh yeah, we forgot this paragraph. But there's a part that was like, I don't, this doesn't make any sense. And I finally found the, that they just forgot a paragraph. So, uh, But I've already talked about tips for a new GM. Just do it and then start looking online for ideas. Halewin, Matt and Colin, do you think that 30 shield drones in a tower army is too much or just enough? Just 30? enough. 30? No, that's... As long as you're not bringing them in big groups, I see no problem with it. Yeah. I mean, it depends on sure. how you're playing and how many friends you want. But, you know, whatever. It's tower. They're not, like, overpowered now anyways. 
Kimsey Bimsey, Matthew, if you start making Chug-A-Mug with you in it, I'll join the vault. Deal? Mm, we'll see. DM Crab, where can I find out what the rates are for the bunker rooms? They're not posted yet because they're not done yet. So we'll post those. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. We actually created a new Facebook page for the Mini Wargaming Bunker. So we'll post more often there about stuff for the bunker. It's, if you just go on Facebook, search for Mini Wargaming Bunker, you'll find it. It's at Mini Wargaming Bunker. Malicious. That is 91 at the end. I've never noticed that. I just need to use malicious. Dear Strongbad, how do you type with boxing gloves on? Yeah, I remember that. CPH007. Other board games, would you cover? Example, Alien vs. Predator board games or boot actionable. I'm uh, not planning on covering board games right now, so no plans there. I'm actually almost through all the questions. After I, sent, I actually closed the queue and that, that somehow worked. Kimsey Bimsey, Matt. Oh, I already answered that one. Did it not disappear? Wait a second. I'm hitting pick random and it's just like I just keep seeing new ones get thrown in there. Mini Wargaming for life. Now that you're in the bunker and have more studios, are you looking for more content producers soon? Hashtag hire Kenny. Uh, not yet. Not yet. But I wouldn't be surprised if in the next 6 to 12 months we'll need to hire a couple more. Uh, we've got we've got some bits. We've got 200 from Dr. Vulcan. Because notice your wife, Matt, you missed her bits. Because Holly's saying that she donated 500 bits and I can't <gasps> see them. <gasps> I can't see them. Why are you wasting her money? <laughs> Thank you, my wife, for giving me money. And giving half of it to Twitch. And I hear they giving half of it to Twitch. <laughs> it sounds so bad. Like I appreciate everybody else doing it, but it's like it's like it's like here, let me take the money out of my wallet, rip it in half and give it to myself. <laughs> Did she really get bits? I I just don't see the notification, that's all. And I like went searching through, but I don't see one. And then I checked actually, I checked our, our activity feed on uh, Twitch here, and I don't see anything. So, oh, so maybe it wasn't her. Unless it, it didn't come through Streamlabs, was it? But then it wouldn't have been bits. Yeah, it wouldn't have been bits then. Right. Andrew Octobeard, will you do an on camera kill team again? Those Tierna Warriors sound like a good gore band choice. Yeah, definitely. We'll be filming a lot more kill team soon. G1 Blaster, any interest in the Bloodborne tabletop game? What's the Bloodborne tabletop game? Is that... Warcry is the one that's going up for Age of Sigmar. Okay, well that's exactly what I thought, so... Yeah, I don't know what that one is, Blood sorry. what? I don't know. Captain Spasmo, did you ever imagine you would be doing something like Mini Wargaming when you were younger? Nope. I thought I was going to be a computer programmer. That was my aspiration. And that is the last question that was in the queue. Thank you so much, everybody. I feel like I deleted one of the questions by accident, but I'm not sure. I can't see it now. Dr. Vulcan says, you do seem to miss some of the donations for some reason from time to time. Um, said, I did. Some of it, I think, is me. Um, <laughs> and, and I try to, it, it's just, I don't want to interrupt someone mid-question, and then sometimes I forget after the question, so I try to always get them as yeah, soon as it's I hard. remember the, the latest one. You got to find that mix. I don't want to. I don't want. If like, let's say, if we were getting lots of Twitch subscribers, I wouldn't want to spend thirty minutes of the sixty minutes saying thank you, right? As much as I want to say thank you to every one of them, there's a mm -hmm. certain point where you have to you have to find that balance, um, especially because we're publishing this on YouTube afterwards, and people watching YouTube don't want me spending half the time being like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But 
Yeah, it said, Holly looks like she did say she did. I didn't, I didn't realize Twitch took half. <laughs> Sorry, it's funny. Uh, good point. Yeah, they're all blaming me for... It's all Khan's fault. <laughs> you know what? We're done now. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you might as well just stop it because I'm just looking at the chat now. But I'm just going to watch the chat for a couple more minutes. Or if you're listening to it on podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, I apologize even more because you haven't even left context. This you is just you see. driving to work. Yeah. <laughs> this is you driving to work in silence now. <laughs> now have a moment of silence as I read the comments. <laughs> you peasants on YouTube get. No, no, I'm not, that's what I'm saying. I love our YouTubers. There's so many of them. That's what, gets, that's what keeps us in business. Thank you. Thank you for watching us. Yeah, this, this is where video analytics watch crime drops. Oh, them for yeah, yeah, exactly. This is, yeah, this is where all, <laughs> this is where you get the drop off. Them for you. We missed his bits donation somewhere too. So thank you, them for you, for your bits donation. I'm sorry. Yeah, can I, I see all this of This is my bad. Yeah, isn't it? Let me go to. So I, what I will say, Dr. Vulcan, is every time you see the walking zombie in the corner, um, that's a glitch that I can't get rid of right now because our Streamlabs is the thing that does that little notification. And what? for some reason, we can't unlink our YouTube account from it. What? And it's still... We still haven't figured that out. I tried going from the YouTube end, and I couldn't. I couldn't go that way. Huh. It's relinking itself, and I don't understand. It How is it allowed to do that? Wife of Warrior sent five hundred more bits. There we go. Is it was, are those more, or are those? Is that just? I think those are more. Later reaction. Because I keep seeing though. Do you see the wife of a war gamer's cheer shared rewards with ten other people? Yeah, I see that. Whatever what does that, that mean? I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't my fault, says Holly. Thank you. <laughs> what? Maybe she hadn't clicked the share, the fact that she did the bits? Yeah, I don't know if it was, it's the sharing or... Oh, I did it wrong first, is what she's saying. Oh, okay. and so after I told her that we'd lose money, she did it anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Double down. Yay. Yeah, see, like, I'm looking at the activity feed right now. Get the sub bits. Let's get rid of hosts, raids, followers, so I can see the stuff easier. There we are. Yeah, are you looking at the activity feed? Yeah. Yeah, like Dr. Vulcan gave another 200 bits. Give another tier one sub to somebody. DM Jeremy. Yeah, so we're just back to where you had. Yeah, so I, I, I don't see them for you if you donated bits like you said, too. I don't see it in here. Do you have the choice to not publicize it when you put, donate bits? Is that, a, is that an option? I don't know. Because definitely that that extra cheer bar is new. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that one before. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for giving donations. Um, oh, in Gaza now, two months with Prime. Thank you so much. Four seconds ago, I really appreciate that. Yeah, don't forget if you do Twitch Prime, you gotta. You have to resub yourself every month because they don't automatically assume that you want to. Um, and if you do have Amazon Prime or Twitch Prime, you do have a free sub you can give, and we get the same amount of money as a tier one sub. So it's a great way to show support oh. without costing any more money. What? We get an anonymous cheerer who gave a hundred bits. Anonymous. So I guess you can donate them anonymously. Yeah, that was Doctor Vulcan. Has a little ghost. Them for you. I put an ask before the queue is closed and it didn't end up in the queue. 
I, I, oh. I said I accidentally deleted one question, but I didn't see it. I just clicked a button. And I'm like, oh shoot, I clicked it twice. So, ask your question then for you. I'll wait. I'll answer it. Oh, I got it here actually. Have you heard the rumors that Tomb Kings might be released or re-released? I have not heard those rumors. In brackets, at least the newer kits reused from the new faction. Do you have a Tomb Kings army at MWG? We have an old one that's still in square bases. It'd have to be re re uh, rebased, but yeah. So I have not heard any rumors of it re-released. 500 bits from Slightly Immortal to make up for the last 50% from <laughs> Wife of Wargamer. Thank you so much. <laughs> but what I really need is another 1,000 on top of that because Dave owes 50% of the business. So Twitch takes half of it, and then Dave takes half of it. That's not even actually how it works because really, rent, lease, uh, hydro, and paying all the employees. Because apparently they want to be paid to be here. I thought they'd be here just for the love of the job. People on YouTube sometimes comment saying, you shouldn't be trying to make money from this. You should be suing for the love of it. I try to tell that to my employees, but for some reason that doesn't really fly, that they want to be paid. I try to tell my landlord, hey, I'm just here for the love of it. I shouldn't have to pay your rent. You should be given the building for the love of it, right? Isn't that how business works, for the love of it? <laughs> yeah, that's why everyone does what they do, right? Yeah, right. McDonald's should be like, you know what? There's a lot of hungry people out there. Let's just give them free hamburgers. <laughs> I mean, they love hamburgers. Yeah, so they love might. hamburgers, right? We're, we're passionate about it. But thank you, Slightly Immortal. You are awesome. As are you, Dr. Vulcan, for giving your 136th gift sub in this channel to Tarkin Rex. Just, there are no words. I eat for the love of it. <laughs> yeah, right? True. You should be able to go to a restaurant and be like, why are you charging me for your food? You should be... Cooking, because you're passionate about cooking. <laughs> Isn't that a basis of a utopian society? Says too much coffee painting? That everybody just does what they, for the love of it? The problem is, what if nobody loves farming? Hmm? Hmm? I, I, yeah, I can't imagine hmm? many people. I love farming. Yeah, I love farming. I'm not saying people don't love farming. I'm just saying, if you had a million people that all of a sudden were told, you can do whatever you want. There's no more money in this, in this thing. And everything you do just contributes. So if you're like a farmer, then your stuff goes in, and the central thing will then distribute it. Um, we also then, got a fifteen dollar donation from Grim. Oh, Grim! Thank you. Okay, you're actually looking at those. Thank you. Yeah, I, those well, don't those don't pop up. I heard it and then I double checked. Yeah, I do actually try to respond to those personally because I notice them in my email afterwards because that's the ones through PayPal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you pay with love, how does change work? Sue catches that Oh, is Holly leaving? Got to go pick up the kids. Oh yeah, it's three twenty-six. Yeah, go pick up the kids. Been fun though. Thanks for watching, Holly. She's actually been watching our uh, live streams more, like the RPG shows and stuff. That's fun. Ooh, them for you. Another 500 bits. Thank you, them for you. Or maybe that's the 500 bits. Either way, you're awesome. Thank you. Anybody have any more questions? I don't want to just keep saying, hey guys, give me more bits. That's not why I'm staying. I'm staying because there's a bunch of people chatting and I just am having fun. I do have to go back and keep getting ready for our draft campaign tomorrow, but there's still 80 people here. So, so yeah. Any questions? Not seeing any. any plans for later live streams? It's hard to catch you guys from Australia, says Tarkernex. We work 9 to 5 Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, no plans right now. Man, what happened? Uh, Snowcammer, Matt, what happened to the campaign with the Nurgle infected nids? I don't remember seeing it. You don't remember seeing it? Oh, I put that up a long time ago. A long time ago. Do you know uh, what the name of that one is? Yeah, that's the Tyrus incident. 
Now, we, the original campaign for the Nurgle Infested Nids never got published. It actually never got created. But I did end up using the Nurgle Infested Nids in the Tyrus Incident campaign, which is actually quite old now. Um, Darkest Stakes says, any chance you'll do the draft where you roll all your dice first and then pick from your options? I don't know what you mean by that. The way it works is you, you get three options and you pick one, then you get three options and you pick one, then you get three options and you pick one. Um, Grimjaw, how long do the cookies I send y'all last? Like a day or two? I said three days-ish is like max. Yeah, it depends on the cookies. Some of them, like all the cookies you send are good, but some are better. And the better ones, well, they go faster. But yeah, none of them last very long here. I would love to love to play a Path to Glory campaign to the Andrew Octobeard, but it sounds like a lot of models are needed. A regular Path to Glory, not so. You can use that as like kind of, you can actually use Path to Glory to do a slow grow. But ours, the draft Path to Glory, yeah, it's you need a big collection. So. Silver Draconian, Matt, how many more D&D sessions do you expect to do with the current adventure? Any ideas on what to do after that? I don't know exactly how much longer. I'm guessing we'll be done in about four or five more sessions. That's my guess. Could be sooner, but could be later as well. The plan after that is just to not do more D&D and just focus our attention on other live stream shows and other things. Like, for example, that the week that I want to do that event for that Kill Team event, um, there's going to be four studios filming Kill Team the whole time, and one of them will be the live studio. So from Tuesday to Friday, 9 to 5, there will be Kill Team coverage. So there'll be 12 live Kill Team battle reports through that week. So that's the kind of stuff I want to do. I'm going to be running events and filming stuff at the same time. So, so it, it means that we won't have like the same thing every week, but we're trying to come up with ways to have more live stream shows going. Rollash Gaming, I do agree. Peanut butter is pretty darn tasty. I eat it every day. Have I seen Astartes Part 4, The Darkest Stakes? I'm not sure what that is. You know what Astartes Part 4 is? Uh, no. I feel like in order to see Part 4, I need to see Parts 1 through 3 first. I don't even know what those are. Captain Spasmo, is there any UK candy the staff like? I am not familiar with what is unique in the UK for candy. A, a Tim Tam from the UK? I have no idea. I don't know what comes from the UK. Oh, oh you need to watch Astartes. I actually don't know what it is. Flakes? Dr. Vulcan says, the only thing I have to add is that PBS Eons has a great YouTube channel full of interesting facts on dinos. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll check it out. Um. Oh, yeah, sorry if anyone just got booted for posting links. What is it? What do you have to be to be able to post links? Do subscribers post links, I think? Uh, see, I don't know, because I, th I think it is subs can post links, because Darkest Stig was able to. Yeah. Snowcammer, Matt, since you are a lore guy, two questions, if I can. One, Chaos Primaris from the Master Cloner and Horus coming back. Um, I don't, see, you have to think more from the model range, right? Do they need to have Primaris? Because all the new stuff they've been coming out with the Chaos are bigger. And so I, I don't think you'll see Primaris. I think Primaris could fall to Chaos. That's, I, I don't disagree with that. Just whether or not they'll bother to do just generic Chaos Primaris Marines, I don't know. I could see them doing it, but I don't know. Um, and your second question, a rogue Tyranid leader who infects the other Nids with individuality. Uh, it seems unlikely, but sure, why not? Uh, too much coffee painting. Pro tip, nothing from the UK is better than Coffee Crisp. Well, Coffee Crisp coffee is the crisp best chocolate here? bar. Yeah, we have Coffee Crisp here, too. I know, I don't think they have them in America, but we do have them. 
live reaction to Astartes Let's Go. The latest one is only two minutes long. Oh, is it like a YouTube series, Nurgle Probe? I don't know if I want to chance watching something live because I don't know what what's the rating on these. Because I know there's going to be some pretty uh, pretty mature cartoons out there related to 40K. Stuff I wouldn't want to be live streaming, that's for sure. Are you looking at it right now? Yeah. Let me just make sure my desktop audio isn't this. Hey, Owen, Matt. How well do you remember your old battles? I would like to have a rematch narrative battle with you now that we both have codexes, Meat Grinder, Niz versus Tau. Depends on the battle. There's a lot of them. Does it look more serious? Oh, yeah. I can actually see. Interesting. I'll have to watch that after. It looks like it's very well animated. Darkest Sig says it's like PG-13, like some gore, nothing too brutal. And I'm more thinking of the cartoons that come out that are very, very R-rated because they're just full of sex jokes and, and oh, yeah, swearing. Oh, yeah, like the little like in, heavy, indie made. Yeah, yeah. He like heavy, heavy swearing and nothing but sex jokes. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Proper space marine animation. Well, I'll take a look at it afterwards. I actually do have to get going. I realize it's 3.30 and I still have to finish prepping for tomorrow's campaign that I'm doing. But um, thank you so much for joining me and sticking around, 77 of you. Wow. Sticking around here to just kind of blab around about nothing. Remember, next week is Josh and Lee, so if you have any questions for them, either join them live or if you are a Vault member. When this gets published on Saturday, you can go into the, the one on our website and leave comments there for them, and they will make sure to get to those. Thanks for joining me this week. We'll talk to you soon. Happy Wargaming.